Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi-straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, kink at pride. Sounds Sounds fake, fake, but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. Oh, okay. Hold on. See, you sh- you could have been prepared. You could have been so prepared. Hold on. And here uh, we are. Microsoft Word. Now I'm just taking the ones that Aaron, our friend Aaron texts to us and using mm-hmm. Aaron's instead of my own because... I just I just thought of one that Aaron didn't come up with. Okay. Um, Jeff Bezos just bought... <laughs> M M G M. That doesn't. That one didn't work too well. Huh? Mm, I guess because M starts with an E, not an M. Like the yeah. M sound. Mm, dang. I guess. Wait. What does the M stand for again? Metro. Me- <laughs> Which M G M? Like the TV. The Metro movie? Goldwyn oh. Mayer. That that one. Yeah. Okay. The M G M. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Uh, do we have any housekeeping? What's the good word? What's the word uh, on the street? There was a lot of really cool discussion in our Discord last, mm-hmm. like this past week from last episode. Um, I don't know. I always get really nervous when I kind of like lead episodes and I expect the episode to like not be good when I am the one leading it. But And that's on mental illness, which we talked about last <laughs> week. <laughs> you bestie. Um yeah, but everyone had such nice things to say, and it was really cool to just, like, hear everyone's experiences. So if you're not in our Discord, I'd recommend joining if you just want to, like, read, if you don't even want to write anything. It's just really cool to hear perspectives that aren't me and Sarah's, so. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to participate. You can just lurk. Yeah, I love a lurk. That's what I do most well, of the time. I, I lurk sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Kayla, what are we talking about this week? This week, we are talking about the very controversial and, I don't know, prevalent at the moment conversation Mm -hmm. of kink at Pride. Yeah, so there has been some online discussion on Twitter and, I I don't know, I guess other places, but mostly Twitter um, recently about about whether or not kink has a place at Pride. Um, apparently, this is a topic that pretty much comes up every year <laughs> around Yeah, Pride. I was looking stuff up, and I found articles from, like, May and June of pretty much every year, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a new thing, but it does apparently come up around Pride often. And so this particular discussion I saw most on Twitter was based off of this one article in The Independent, which I had to make a fucking account so that I could Yeah, read I don't it. know why you did, because I just read it without having to make an account. How? I don't know. I just went on Google, and I found it. I even opened it on my phone, and it wouldn't let me read it without an account there, either. Well, Mel the Independent knows my identity. Um, but I went and I read this um, article after having seen a lot of discourse about it. Um, now, 
Here's heads up thing. before Sarah gets into this. We yeah. both did some reading, but Sarah, as usual, did some hyperfixation and wrote out an entire essay to read I to you. I have a monologue. <laughs> Sarah basically wrote an essay to read to you at this time, so I might be interjecting. We'll see if Sarah will let me get some words in. We'll uh, see. But be prepared for Sarah to just kind of go off at this why time. Do my, why do my job when instead I could hyperfixate on queer community drama? I mean. You know? Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, so this, this article, the, this kind of started with the discourse with this year. Um, it was written by Skylar Baker Jordan. Who, according to another tweet I saw, is like a self-proclaimed TERF. At least they were in 2018. Absolutely. So that's just a bit of context going in. Good um, to know, good to know. But this this article is called BDSM and Kink Don't Belong in Pride Celebrations. This is why. Um, and, you know, you can read the article if you wish. Uh, you may or may not have to make an account <laughs> um Who's to but say? yeah but a- after i read it having having seen a lot of the discourse mostly of people disagreeing with this person it was it was kind of strange to me because after i read it, it i technically technically don't disagree with any of the individual points that are being made in this article. i disagree with quite a few of the individual points personally i mean I would say I do disagree with some of them, but not in like a you're a horrible person kind of way that a lot of, a lot of other people were reacting to it with. Um, th- this this person was just kind of talking about how like the kink is about consent. And if there's a lot of kink on display at Pride that, you know, you're not including the consent of the people around you. And they were also saying that unlike... Um, like a sexual or romantic or gender orientation. I guess your gender is not an orientation, but you know what I mean. Identity. Um, kink and BDSM isn't a choice, which is correct. But the problem with the article, for me at least, was that the implication was that there is no place for kink or BDSM at Pride, which I, I don't think is true before i dive into my monologue kayla i'm curious to see what your thoughts were after reading the article yeah so the article kind of lays out this person's points and to me there was kind of like two main points they were making of why kink shouldn't be at pride and one was about consent saying that part of like healthy and ethical kink is getting the consent of everyone participating and that if you're doing something you know involving kink that you need the consent of everyone spectating around you whatever Mm -hmm. that i find a much more interesting point that we can get into Mm -hmm. the other point that the person was making was basically saying that no one literally there was a sentence that said like no one who is kinky is oppressed and like oh yeah that's you don't a, that's face any issues when you're kinky which to me i don't find true this mm-hmm. goes back to like queer theory which doesn't ever necess- not 
it doesn't always necessarily relate back to the reality of a queer experience. But like, mm-hmm. when I was in school in my like queer theory classes, then we talked about the original like, it's called like the, um not the sacred circle. It's called, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Basically, there was this queer theorist that put forth the idea of it, kind of something called like a sacred or like a privileged circle. And so it was like white people, straight people, cis people, as well as people who were like vanilla. So mm. anyone outside of that circle, be they queer, a person of color, a non, like not conforming to binary gender, as well as people mm-hmm. who watched porn and were involved in kink were outside of that circle because the people in that circle were privileged, were represented, had kind of the power in all situations, and then everyone outside of that didn't. So to me, reading the article and seeing like literally paragraphs of this person's argument saying that people who are kinky aren't oppressed in the same way as queer people or aren't oppressed at all, A, I don't think that's true. I think People with kinks are very underrepresented or misunderstood, and that does make them oppressed. But that's mm-hmm. just, like, the same argument that gets used against ace and arrow people. Like, mm-hmm. the person was basically saying kinky people aren't oppressed and so shouldn't be in pride celebrations. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair critique. Which we know and have talked about a lot. That's not how the queer community should work. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think the author was making a point that, like, okay, this isn't, this is a choice you make to participate in this. It's not, it's not a part of your identity that there's nothing you can do about or like, you know, it's, it's a choice in the way that your sexuality, your romantic orientation isn't, which is true. But also, is it? Because, (laughs) because it's, that's where it gets complicated. Because it is a choice to say you are turned on by like, bdsm it is a choice Mm -hmm. to participate in bdsm it is not Mm -hmm. a choice to like it you like what you like you know so like the points that the author was making about like being kinky is not the same as having a certain sexual orientation or a certain gender like it's a preference rather than an orientation i do think Mm -hmm. that's true but to me kink is so closely tied to queer culture and yeah like queer history of like the first people to start pride parades like Mm -hmm. the first people to really be involved in activism the people who lived through aids like not every kinky person is queer but like Mm -hmm. there are such strong ties to me that to say it's completely separate i think just like isn't true yeah that's definitely fair like even even when you hear about like you know cis hets who are into kink like it's definitely viewed as like a queer thing for them to like a queer community for them to be a yes. part of even I mean, if they themselves are not queer yeah spe- using the word queer more broadly not as an yeah. orientation but as like a mindset of like queering mm-hmm. something like it's kind of, it's you know it's a separate idea of like okay let's queer like i don't know let's queer the way we read this book you know mm-hmm. like that's not an orientation but it is still a way of thinking of things you know yeah i think what <laughs> the the conclusions i think we're going to come to in this podcast is that it's complicated <laughs> yeah and that 
there is no strong definitive answer that has zero caveats. Yeah, I mean, because either way you go saying kink should be in Pride or kink shouldn't, there are so many like pros and cons to both and so many nuances. Yeah, there are valid critiques to both. Yeah. And so it's it's about weighing, you know, weighing the two things. And so I, I don't want our listeners to like think that like we're forcing you to we think you're a bad person if you disagree with us. But like it's just it's just a complicated issue and we're not, you know, we're not experts on it, but we wanted to talk about it because it's been in the internet. Well, I also think there are a lot of points in it that relate specifically to like the Ace and Arrow experience that make Absolutely. the whole conversation like different for us in mm-hmm. some ways, especially like sex repulsed people. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, it's just so, com- it gets down to like what kind of kink you're talking about, like the what kind of display of kink you're talking about. There's like, because when you say like no kink at pride, like, what does kink that mean? Is, kink is not a blanket. Like, kink is a blanket thing for so many other specific. Like, okay, yeah. are you talking about like fully having sex in public? Or are you talking about like wearing leather and like putting on your leather daddy outfit? You know? Don't worry, Kayla. I'm going to get to that. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you. I've said I got to talk for like five minutes and I'll let you have the rest. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I guess jumping off of all of that and also just kind of what i said before about like the implication that there is no place for kink or bdsm at pride is i just don't think that's right but i do think we just need to be thoughtful about how it's included because you know as those in the kink and bdsm communities know like it is all about consent and i don't care what cishets and corporations think like i don't give a fuck what they think but i do think it's important to consider other members of the queer community because pride is for them too And I want those people to have a space, you know, I want people to have their space to celebrate pride in the way they want to, but I don't want it to be at the expense of other queer people. And obviously, you know, as like Kayla mentioned, sex repulse aces, you know, we, we can't avoid every trigger a person could have at pride. That's literally impossible. (laughs) Um, but you know, what it does come down to at the end of the day is how you define including kink at pride and as as kayla was kind of getting at like is is including kink at pride just allowing leather daddies to rock some harnesses and free the nip or is it like is it kink as as the author of this independent article says quote overtly sexualized displays or in more extreme instances public sex and nudity unquote like to <laughs> and then to, to me there it's such a wide spectrum um, it really is. Like, is it, like, uh, an organization of people promoting, like, awareness and education about kinks, like, walking in the parade? Or is it, like, someone fully, like, jerking off on the street? Like, those are exactly. very different things with very different implications. Exactly. And I also think the term they used for the less extreme was overtly sexualized displays to that i ask how are we defining overtly sexualized well, that's displays? like when that's like the whole thing about porn like the ruling on porn by the supreme court is like i know it when i see it like yeah. overtly sexual what does that mean is that like yeah. is that like a dude in a thong is that someone fully nude because i also saw some great points 
by people saying like, a lot of these people aren't more sexual than like your average perfume ad or like exactly. people on TV or like what you see at like a beach when people wear bathing suits, you know? Right. Like, well, and like for me, like as an A-spec, like obviously there are some parts, you know, we've talked about the sexualization of pride. Like there are some overly sexual parts of pride that do make me a little bit uncomfortable to a certain extent. But I also reject the premise that kink is inherently sexual or that it has to be very true because there are plenty of kinky aspects who participate in kink but they don't view it as a sexual thing it's an intimacy Mm -hmm. thing but it's not by default sexual and there are plenty of kinky aces who can like you know speak to this much better than we can but i think to imply that kink is inherently sexual is a false flag yes so that brings me (laughs) to one of the first threads I saw regarding this. It's from Twitter user at DreadPirateGene, J-E-N-E. And this person says, uh, look, folks, the 80-year-old leather daddies that you see marching in our pride parade with a huge leather pride flag watched a ton of their friends die when our government and our society laughed at them. Their leather families were sometimes their only families. People who are too young to remember AIDS need to take several steps back and learn some queer history. Those folks deserve our respect and deserve our collective joy that they can be who they are now and our collective grief that so many of them are gone. Oh, All across this country, the first Pride Parade saw a ton of violence and pushback. Many of them were radical, unpermitted events. Stonewall was a riot. The corporatization of Pride is a very new thing. It's not because they care about us. It's because they care about our money, etc., etc., etc. Um... Pride is the only time where we get to collectively, publicly celebrate our queer elders who died so that we could stand here and take advantage of the full freedom they fought for, such as it is. Erasing kink, and especially leather from Pride, erases parts of our history. If you don't like it, don't go. If you don't want to have conversations with your kids about our dead elders and why those leather daddies are dressed like that, don't go. There are kid-friendly events all over the place, but corporate pride is not our history. Um, they said a couple other things, but those were kind of the the main ones that I wanted to to hit on. Because... I mean, this person's right. Like, <laughs> they they make a lot of good points. But to that, a lot of people, or, you know, some people responded, you know, it's it's not about the leather daddies vibing. It's about the public acting out of kinks and, like, public sex. To which a bunch of other people were like, I've literally never seen that. <laughs> so, again, it's just... <sighs> It's complicated because everyone has a different understanding of what kink at Pride means. Well, to me, I think a larger, like, an overarching problem, too, is, like, a lot of people aren't sure, like, what Pride is anymore. Mm -hmm. Because it has been so taken over by corporations that, like, in my lifetime, and especially in the time that I have been, like, part of the queer community, all I have ever known is, like, a commercialized Pride. When I think of Pride, Mm -hmm. I think of, like... A giant parade with floats and like rainbows mm-hmm. everywhere you know like if you asked me like what is pride i would be like it's a parade mm-hmm. and like a party i guess but like what events happen at pride i don't know like, right there's those <laughs> and there are a lot of events that do happen during pride a lot of organizations do put on like talks and panels and more educational things they just don't get as much publicity but i think what Pride began as, which was as a protest and as, like, about queer history, is, like, not what Pride is anymore. Yeah. 
it's yeah i mean pride has become you know capital p pride like it's 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 uh, i don't know it's annoying um I was kind of just looking through the the replies to this thread, and I saw someone named Alex at Twilight Volpine said, why is this even coming up now? I get the impression teens are being tricked into doing the homophobes dirty work, just like some feminists were tricked into doing the transphobes dirty work. And then at Brian DeCesare said, for some reason, there needs to there seems to be a very anti-sex mindset with some of the younger generation. Some of it might be in response to our society's hypersexualization of certain things. Some of it might be personal trauma, but some of it seems to be pure contrarianism. And then Alex said, "I wouldn't blame kids for wanting to avoid all the sexual content out there." But sure is it funny that out of it all, Pride is where the crosshairs go to. Meanwhile, all the largely straight sex in the media and events like Carnival and Mardi Gras don't seem to catch this flack, which another good point um well the conspiracy theorist in me is almost like did some like corporation kind of like plant this idea you know what i mean because like like i i have i can't think of many like teens who are like have like i don't think of like gen z as being a generation that like has an issue with sex. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I think I don't know where that's coming from. They value consent more than previous generations because it's just a people. It's a, it's a, it's a better understood thing in society. And maybe people are taking that as they don't like sex. I don't know. Like I, as someone who as a teen, uh, did not give a shit about sex like i don't i, it, I can't like, see the difference like is i don't, it coming I don't know. from like, i mean i feel like this like gen z and newer generations are much more understanding of like how sex and someone's sexuality can be exploited i guess like is that yeah. where it's coming from like i don't know i don't to me it doesn't seem like an overarching like generational thing i've seen like people of all ages talking about this that's very interesting yeah and I also think it's interesting that this person referred to an anti-sex mindset because it's like an anti like it doesn't seem to be coming from a, like a, a religious or a moral place. And if it's not coming from a religious or a moral place, I don't think that's an anti-sex mindset. I think it's just they're less interested in sex. Yes. I like I I don't think those are the same thing. No, but I also like as someone who spends a lot of time on TikTok and sees sometimes like what straight the straight side or like the mainstream side of TikTok looks like, yeah, it's still a very sexualized place. Oh, for sure. So it's yeah. like I just don't even know <laughs> that that theory is like anything. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. That's very bizarre to me. Yeah, I don't quite understand it. Um, but then I have another tweet for you, Kayla. I'm ready. Uh, so jumping off of kind of what the last one said about Mardi Gras, how like, you know, there's there's equal amounts of sexualization in straight celebrations, but those yeah. aren't getting hated upon. Um, this is from Major Celebrity on Twitter. And uh, they've said, 
the quote no kink slash pup slash bare asses at pride unquote discourse is hilarious this year particularly because it's watching our very own queer people weaponize the exact same talking points we just watched conservatives do for an entire week over a Lil Nas X music video Mm. further many of you are using something that makes you uncomfortable as evidence that it's harmful and it's dangerous cis hats have used their discomfort with gays kissing holding hands and existing as license to do actual harm for us harm to us for centuries stop which is an interesting point mm-hmm. that it's like because this person's right in saying like we're 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 weaponizing exactly the same sorts of things that have been used against us uh because there are things that we we don't like or are uncomfortable with and just because something makes you uncomfortable doesn't mean it's bad and a lot of that may be coming from a place of internalized homophobia but at the same time there are also supposedly these more extreme things that people claim happen at pride i can't confirm or deny i haven't spent a lot of time at pride to be able to pass judgment either way although i did see an unhoused person shooting up heroin on the side of the street at pride if that counts for anything don't know if it does. that happens everywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know supposedly these things happen that may be triggering for people a spec or otherwise it's not exclusively an a spec issue for this yeah. for these things to to you know trigger people but um as Twitter user at Finger Blaster says Excellent. they were like, they were like, why don't the no kink at pride people freak out about the tits at Mardi Gras? Like, what could be the difference? I guess we'll never know. And and then they were like, let's be real. 99% of the pride parades in the country, the kinkiest thing you're going to see is someone in a chest harness or a puppy hood. People aren't pissing in each other's mouths on the sidewalk at the Omaha pride I mean, parade. I feel like the most you'll see is like maybe a penis. Yeah. And or then like they said, oh, oh no, little Cadence saw two otters and thongs doing pelvic thrusts to We Are Family on the J.P. Morgan float, um, which is funny. But, like, it's just difficult because, like, on one hand, these people are all right. On the other hand, no one has described what no kink at pride means. Well, and so, and to me, the the hard part and why, like, I will be offering no solution at the end of this. Like, I have no thoughts on what the solution is. Yeah. But because, like, when we're saying people are saying that they're uncomfortable with something and using that by saying it's bad, I think that's incredibly true. But for mm-hmm. some people, it could be harmful. Like, if some people it could are, be triggering. Yeah, if some people are triggered by that, if they're repulsed by sex. Like, it could be. And like you said at the beginning, we can't, you know, make something that's not going to trigger anyone. Like, there's, that's just impossible to make an event that is safe for literally every person and every person's triggers. It's just like, you know, it just doesn't work that way. But yeah, it's hard because you want pride to simultaneously be a place that is safe for people mo- who might have sexual trauma and be triggered by that people who are sexual sex repulsed people who just like are uncomfortable with like displays of like partial nudity or anything like that but at the same time i still do think that kink has an inherent tie to queer culture and the queer community mm-hmm. so that's why it's yeah. they both both of those groups and all of those types of people have a place right but how I, do I, you I, navigate that at the same yeah. event I agree. It's like, on one hand, like, I do think, like, 
kink and BDSM have a place at Pride. On the other hand, I can't fully put my entire being in that camp because I know that like there are you know, certain things that might be very triggering and harmful to other queer people. And like, I don't want, you know, I don't want people to celebrate pride at other queer people's expense. Like it's, right. it's difficult. There's, there was a response to this, this tweet from our beloved finger blaster <laughs> <laughs> at Kai Chalena. Uh, they said, correct me if I'm wrong, this is a genuine question, but a lot of the complaints I've seen about that is because people like to bring their kids to pride events and the issue of consent. Do you think these complaints are rooted in homophobia slash transphobia, or are you addressing a different thing? And it was just interesting seeing some of the responses to this. At Blackout Vulture said it's rooted in homophobia, while it may not be overtly the reason Mardi Gras is marketed as a family event, for example, kids can and do attend. Um, at G Delscribe says the continually pushed narrative that sanitization is necessary for queer spaces because of the quote children is itself predicated on a common conservative tactic. It's fake. It's supporting what is essentially the suppression of and sanitization of our identities for kids who aren't real. Um, and then Hedge Dragon One said to answer your question, there is a difference between wearing kink clothing and kink play. A gay couple holding hands isn't a consent issue unless you conflate it with gay sex. Wearing a harness or a collar isn't a consent issue unless you conflate it with kinky, with a kinky sex scene. Which again brings up the question: What is kink at Pride? Yes. What is kink at Pride? What does it mean? Yeah, and the thing with about the kids to me is like, if your kid is old enough to be understanding what they're seeing they are probably a child who like watches tv or like goes on the internet Mm -hmm. they've seen a lot of things they've probably seen a lot of straight people being sexualized in the media Mm -hmm. so the only thing really different about this if it's not you know people full-on having sex like in the street or whatever like there's really no difference Mm -hmm. other than like the gender of the people yeah. And there there was another thread I saw. Um, I won't read out the whole thing. It's from at Becca underscore Valentine, B-E-K-A. But um, apparently some people have also started going into the, like, no drag at Pride situation. Now that um, makes which, no sense. What the fuck is that? Um, but this person, you know, goes on to explain, like, kink isn't inherently sexual, nor is drag. Uh, see also our episode with... The drag queen Venus Envy. <laughs> yeah. For, I um, mean, if you want any evidence that <laughs> drag is not inherently sexual. Yeah. Um, but that's just also absurd. We're not going to dive too deep into that because I didn't read as much about that. But there's stuff to be read there if you're interested. Um, but I guess like coming like when I think how I would describe for myself, okay, what does it mean to welcome and include kink at pride? I think in general, what including kink at pride means is people dressing how they want to. Like, honestly, I think that's kind of it. And, you know, people will often take isolated incidents of other things and try and retrofit those things onto every person at a pride parade who's wearing leather. And I do think that's fucked up. And that probably is rooted in homophobia. And it's like, if if everyone viewed kink at pride as that, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It's just I, people people 
I feel like want to put kink and kinky people into some bad, dirty category. And that's why what seem to be more rare cases of more extreme, like, I don't know, sex in the middle of the street, like, and they're just trying to retrofit it to the entire kink community. And that's why they're getting a bad rap. And that's why they're, they're saying we shouldn't include these people. Do you, do you agree with that? Like, what are, I'm just spitballing. But yeah, I mean, I would love to hear the opinions of like, people who are kinky and like, want to celebrate that, that at Pride, like what, their like ideal situation is like Mm -hmm. if you were to go to pride and celebrate your community and being kinky in the way you want to like what would that look like yeah i can't imagine that the majority of those people would be saying they want to do those more extreme things some of them might but to me i just can't imagine that like the entire kink community is gonna get behind someone having like the most public sex ever right you know and and also too like if you want to have spaces for like the more kinky of the kinky shit like the more extreme stuff at pride you can make specific spaces for that at pride like it's it's not like anyone's telling you like no you can't have a gathering of kinky people well yeah i'm not telling you you can't like have a full orgy or a sex party to celebrate pride like please do do it i just don't want to (laughs) attend right like there's i don't know it really and again that that kind of comes back to the consent thing where it's like if you have this thing that's even if it's a sanctioned pride event cool as long as everyone who is present for it is like want consenting and cool with it then yeah that's by all means but yeah, I think it's I think there's just this this idea that all of the kinky people in the world are they just want to have sex in front of your children and I don't I don't Well, think yeah, that's and that's it. You, you know, like what we've been saying this whole time like what is kink at pride and also that kink isn't always sexual and like yeah. this is just proof that the majority of people and us included don't really fully understand what kink is like there are so many different types so many different ways to be kinky the community is so broad and it really does get this bad rep people are just like 50 shades of gray and like that's their only conception of it which i mean from because that's kind of what we have in our social order like that's the only mainstream reference we really have i mean it makes sense that people would think that but like it there's so much more to it than that right and also, yeah, that's, like, kind of a toxic relationship anyway, so. Yeah. Fuck I mean, it's it's kind of, like, sex workers or strippers that it's, like, a bad rep of, like, this is mm-hmm. something dirty, this is something bad. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's so much that goes into that, too, of just, like, purity culture and how uncomfortable people are with sex right. in general. Yeah. Like, there's just... People are not willing to educate themselves and pride, which would be an excellent way for people to get educated and to like have an open conversation. It's not Mm -hmm. happening. Well, and people think if you know what kink and BDSM is, that means that all the children are now going to immediately do it and um, hail Satan. And it's like, just because you know what something is doesn't mean that you're gonna 
do it. And also, if they do do it, as, like, who cares? As long as it's safe and consensual, I don't give a shit. Like, like, consent and, like, you know, just consent is so central (laughs) to so many aspects of kink and BDSM in a way that, honestly, it's... Not always central to, you know, yeah, from, your your cishat vanilla sex. <laughs> from every, like, everything I've read, all of the videos I've watched and everything, the thing I've really gotten from the kink community is, like, how respectful it is and how, it's about like, trust. caring it is. Yes. Yeah. Like, far more than I think your average, like, vanilla or especially, like, straight sex is, there is so yeah. much more, like, intention and care and respect yeah. and consent that goes into it than aftercare's a whole thing. That's a yeah. word. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, I think it just gets this bad rep of like you're disgusting, you're doing something dirty when really it's like this is a more pure way of doing things. I, I love when people are like sex is dirty, but also sex is holy and we need to do it for God, but also it's dirty. But also, if you do it up the ass, it doesn't count. Like, you're still a virgin. But also, really if gay makes people sense. do it up the ass, that's dirty. <laughs> it, it makes... You the, I mean, there's a whole... There, there was there's some people going back in the back and forth in the comments of one of the reels I posted recently about someone made a... <laughs> said that Jesus was trans and someone else is getting super pissy about them saying that. But I... Trust I don't me, know if, I know. Kyla's yeah, been reading them aloud to I'm me. Sure. She did she did text me at the at the beginning of this podcast recording saying that she likes your new your new reel. Oh, thank you. I was excited. <laughs> and that she was she was tempted to comment something dumb and clearly old millennial like, You guys have such good content, but then stopped myself. I'm just reading this text because I feel like the fiends in the comments will bully me for being a dork. I need to reactivate one of my finstas and utilize it as an SFBO hype bot. So oh thank God. you to Kyla for your contribution. Thank you to Kyla, Sarah's roommate, for being our biggest Instagram fan. She loves readings. She loves reading our hate comments aloud. It gives her so much entertainment. I love that for her. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if it was in that string of comments or a different one, but no, there, it was something about how like. Jesus was a virgin, but also, like, technically ace people are sinning when it comes to the Bible because we're supposed to, like, get married and have kids for God. But when mm. I – but then 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 why is – here's what I don't understand is if that's true, then why did Jesus get to be a virgin? Is yeah. Isn't he sinning then? And this has nothing to do with anything. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, even just to stepping away from the BDSM of it all and talking more just about, like, overt sexualization, like, that's hard, too. Like, because a lot of the overt sexualization of pride was born out of trying to shock the cishets and say, no, fuck you. We do exist. Yeah, as a protest. We won't hide ourselves to make you comfortable. And, like, with that in mind, of course I don't have any issue with with some level of sexualization at pride but at the same time pride needs to be a place where all queers can feel comfortable and that could include sex repulsed aces you know people who regardless of what their queer identity is may have had trauma like i don't fucking know and again like we can't make it as we can't make it a completely non-triggering safe space for everyone because that's literally impossible and we don't want a sanitized pride but at the mm-hmm. same time we want a welcoming safe pride and it's it, it's yeah. hard to just find the the balance. To me, it's 
like I like you said, I think a lot of the overtly sexual things in Pride, like what people wear and everything like that, does come from a protest of saying, mm-hmm. you know, I don't care if you think if you're uncomfortable seeing two men kiss, you're gonna see me look like this, you know, whatever. Um, oh, that rhymed, huh? <laughs> um, but to me, and I don't, I have never, I've not asked every single person who goes to Pride the atten- intention behind their outfit. But to me, it's kind mm-hmm. of like, is that the reason people are dressing sexy at Pride now? Or do they just want to, like, look hot and take an Instagram yeah. picture? Like, that's that's where I'm currently at with the sexualization of Pride of, like, let's absolutely do it if there is an intention behind it. Like, I feel like a lot of Pride, mm. there isn't a strong intention behind why we do anything for Pride anymore. Yeah. When it used to be a protest and a statement and education and history and now it's just kind of like yeah it's june so we do it put on a hot Mm -hmm. fit take a picture for the gram whatever you know but all also at the same time like you have people being just as naked at like a beach and like what are those what not techno concerts it's not 1980 a rave a rave (laughs) yeah (laughs) like like rave culture is very much naked and glitter and it's like <laughs> yes i i just like on one hand it's like like i want you to dress like you want to dress like I, I i yeah not i'm not trying to say that you have to have some amazing reason behind an outfit or anything but yeah it's very yeah. complicated it's complicated um and like I don't give a fuck about how the cishats or the corporations feel about Pride. Like, I do not care about them because it's not for them. Like, the only people Pride is for is for the queers. And, you know, it might be hard to find the right balance between, like, the kinky, really sexual queers who want to honor that part of themselves and and that part of the queer culture and, like, sex repulsed aces. But, like, we're just going to have to do it, aren't we? Like, we're gonna have to figure it out and if and if that makes certain parts of pride more quote-unquote family friendly by your conservative definition then so be it but that's not why we did it and in terms of kids it's not complicated if a kid says mommy why is that man wearing a harness you say because he likes to and it makes him feel good some people dress differently and that's okay if you can't explain that to your kid that's on you (laughs) Yeah, like, probably, if you can't, I mean, that's, like, what one of the people said on Twitter, like, if you're not willing to have your conversation with your kid, then, like, why, what is the point of bringing your child to pride if not to start conversations like that, you know? Yeah, and, like, if if you're, if you're bringing your kid to pride and saying, we accept all these people, except for that one wearing leather, like, what, hello? Yeah, that's not really hello? teaching the lesson to your kid that, should be taught yeah. when bringing them to pride. Yeah. Um, and if corporations want to sanitize it, fuck you. That's it's Pride is for people, for queer people. And as much as Citizens United would like you to think otherwise, corporations are not people. So I don't give a fuck about <laughs> what is best for your bottom line. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, to me, at the end of the day, it's like, if you're just like fucking in the middle of the sidewalk, I don't care if it's hetero vanilla or queer and kinky as shit. I don't want to see it. Um... But from what I understand, the vast majority of the kink community isn't asking for that. So why are we trying to exclude them? Yeah. Like, that's just that's just my kind of the conclusion I come to is that it's complicated, but also it's not at the same time. 
It's hard. It's I think hard. people people are making it more complicated than it is. Than it needs to be. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of all I had to say in my manifesto slash monologue. Um, and I even let you contribute. Congratulations. <laughs> um, do you have anything else to add? No. Okay. Uh, what's our poll for this week? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a scary w- can of worms to open. <laughs> I was going to say, like, does kink have a place at Pride? Yes, no, or it's complicated. But then I feel like a lot of people are just going to say it's complicated as a cop-out. I d- Maybe it's just best to have, like, an open-ended poll, like, what are your thoughts about kink at Pride? Yeah, I think I think we'll that's a good place to have to deal with the consequences of people yelling at each other on our Twitter. I love those notifications. Okay, yeah, <laughs> we'll do that. Um, excellent, uh, Kayla. What's your beef and your juice this week? Um, my beef is that. Um, well, so my family and Dean's family were just here visiting, so that was super nice. But we, like, went out to eat for every meal because we wanted to take them to all our favorite restaurants and everything. But we live in the South, so everything is very uh, heavy Southern food. So now, after a week of doing that, I feel disgusting. I woke up at, like, 4 a.m. with the worst stomach ache. I (laughs) – yes. uh, It's – I feel very unwell. So that's not been fun. And I'm going to the beach this weekend. So not a great time to have eaten a lot of food and then go to the beach. But here we are. Happy for you. I think my juice is uh, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Mm, It is a very good album. Very like early 2000s pop punk. Very. It's brutal out here. It's really brutal here. It's (laughs) just very good. It is technically a breakup album, but I feel like. She the will song? not rest until the- that man is in witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but also, like, it's just a good album. And I've seen a lot of people talking about, like, this could be a song that's applicable to, like, a friend breakup or even, like, family issues or whatever. So, like, mm-hmm. even if you've never had a breakup or aren't interested in romance, I think it's just a yeah. very – it's just so good. Yeah, and hope you're okay. Oh. Oh, my heart. Oh, her heart. My heart. My heart. Great. Okay. My beef is, I mean, all of it, but, like, I'm just noting that the official stance of Sounds Fake But Okay is that Taiwan is, in fact, a country. I'm is just going to note up that. up for debate at the moment? John Cena apologized to China because he called Taiwan a country. Oh, bestie. Yeah, it I definitely know. is a country. I know. Sorry, China, if you're listening. China, I don't give a fuck. You don't give me it's money actually, anyway. Actually, I'm not. I'm actually not. Sorry. I don't give a fuck, Xi Jinping. Okay. <laughs> My other beef is Fig. 6.6 star value for your Chenko double pike. Fuck you. Don't fucking punish her because she's better than everyone else. Make them catch up. This is about Simone Biles and gymnastics. 
I I tweeted this, but Fig repeatedly undervaluing skills that only she can compete is the equivalent of the NBA being like, this player is too good at three-pointers, so from now on, all three-pointers they make will only be valued at two points. Fuck you. Wow. That's that's my beef. Okay. Um, and my juice is, help, that guy stole my pogo stick. You can tell us about your beef, your juice, your thoughts on Fig. Um at our social media at sounds fake pod you're just gonna let that one go you're just gonna you're just gonna not ask any follow-up questions i wish you could have seen my face because (laughs) i did like an absolute double take (laughs) good good. (laughs) i'm please help that guy stole my pogo stick um Uh we're Sounds Fake Pod. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash soundsfakepod, where you can steal our pogo stick. The $5 patrons, we are, um, I said the wrong hour. I said hour. Wow, the English language. Uh, The $5 patrons that we are promoting this week are Daniel Walker, Livy, Madeline Askew, Lily, and James. Not Lily James, although if she would like to become a patron, we accept her money. I would love that. (laughs) Our $10 patrons are Sarah McCoy, who would like to promote podcasts from A Planet Weird, My Aunt Jeannie, who would like to promote Christopher's Haven, and Cass, who would like to promote the best of luck on the journey to self-identification. Our other $10 patrons who don't get to promote anything this week, sorry, are Arkness, Benjamin Abara, Anonymous, Doug Rice, H. Valdez, Purple Chickadee, Barefoot Backpacker, The Steve, R.E.K., Maddie, Derek and Carissa, Aaron, Kadir, Potato, Changeling MX, David J., The Stubby Tech, Simona Simon, and Rosie Costello. Our $15 patrons are Nathaniel White, NathanielDeWaitDesigns.com, my mom, Julie, who would like to promote free mom hugs, Sarah Jones, who's at Eternal Ollie Everywhere, Andy A, who would like to promote being in unions in the IWW, Martin Giselle, who would like to promote his podcast, everyone special and no one is, Layla, who would like to promote love is love, also applying to arrow people, Shrubbery, who would like to promote the planet Earth, Thea Chappelle, who would like to promote twitch.tv slash Malidea, Sharana J. Brown, who would like to promote that guy not stealing your pogo stick, Maggie Capelbo, who would like to promote their dogs Leia, Minnie, and Loki, oh, that, that was right, I just read them in the wrong order, that was weird, my brain just read that sentence in the wrong order. Andrew Hillam, who would like to promote their loved ones getting vaccinations, and Dragonfly, who would also like to promote Please Don't Let That Man Steal Your Pogo Stick. Our $10 patrons are Sarah T., who would like to promote Long Walks Outside. There's only one $10 patron. I don't know why I made it plural. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. And until next time, I guess, don't don't steal his pogo stick? Yeah, please. I don't know what's happening. Take good care of your cows, and don't let the pogo stick gets stolen. Also, happy pride. Bye. Confused. <laughs>